It is time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way safer than living outside the cage. This is a show that supports gun control. Sad things happened in Las Vegas, a place we like to train, a place we like the people, a place we really want to go back to and will, and RAF is a second home to. We love Las Vegas. Anyone that fights or knows about MMA or knows about grappling has a soft spot. And this is ridiculous. We support the people. We support action to stop 64-year-old assholes from having enough ammunition to fire at a crowd of people from across the fucking block, the 32nd floor, and could have just as hit anything else. Goes into a country music concert, the last fucking thing anyone needs while they're listening to music. And that's where we are. I'm going to throw it to you, Raf, because, you know, we're going to try and clip away from this. But we had to address it. It happened at our fight capital. And that is an insult to L.A. I meant that one as a slight jab. (laughs) Raf, I'm going to flip it to you. Well, everybody, you know, we get excited to do this show. We get excited to talk to you guys. What's not exciting is when you have something as heavy as this that begins your day. And I know that for some of you, you might have gone to bed, and I don't know how you would have, but you might have gone to bed uh, with some of this news, and I I feel bad for you who had to weigh upon with that. Some of you woke up, and obviously you're very affected by the fact that these individuals who choose to go to a Jason Aldean concert, which I believe is part of a, a larger festival of some sort, and you wake up and you're obviously affected by this terrible news. And first and foremost... I know these words are uh, conjoined and thoughts and prayers never feel like enough, but let's make it very clear that the individuals who are affected, whether it's family members or friends, it sucks. So then to try and figure out how we're going to make you guys laugh and do all this stuff, it's a little difficult without acknowledging it to some extent because I think we all agree the loss of life is aggravating. I think there's a lot of anger that swells. And so for us, you know, Kevin and I always say that within comedy, there's always going to be some elements of truth. So let's address some truths very quickly. Uh, Things that do bug me. And again, we'll get to getting to talking about the whole MMA world. We've got some great stuff lined up for you. This is our 250th episode. We're ready to fucking have a celebration for you fucking bitches. But instead, (laughs) we start with this. So let's just address it and then we can move on. Uh, When you talk about this idea, this is what really bugs me about our, I guess, our current climate that we have right now is you see individuals who are bickering with each other over gun control or the idea that it's not time to politicize or whether we use the word terrorism or not. And all of these have pros and cons to them in terms of argumentation. But I'll give you some tips. Just in terms of what I see. For example, while arguing for less gun control, one individual uh, used the smiley face and crying emojis when referring to the fact, well, (laughs) gun control has worked so well for cities like Chicago with tighter enforcements. And I thought to myself, what a fucking dickish thing to do. When you talk about gun control, you're usually talking about some form of life. And for a person to use these crying and laughing emojis, it's like, you can fuck off right now. This is not the time we really want to be talking about that sort of shit with that callousness. There's like 
a lot of families who were affected. There was a, a Kevin. How many people were injured on this thing? Over five hundred. Over five hundred. Okay. So you have over five hundred, and then you've got the loss of life coming in close to the uh, fifty sixty region. Fifty nine. It, and it keeps sad. That's the worst part. Watching it grow, which, yeah. It's aggravating. So when you see somebody uh, address it in such a flippant way, or when they address the idea that, like, I wish there was something we can do. Mm. Oh, our hands are tied. I wish we could do something. Uh, I know that many of you would like to refer to yourself if you guys are uh, gun activists and you I love look guns. at that and you say, I love them. You know, and you say that, you know, it shouldn't be a burden upon you. There's something weird about loss of life that really like it just fucks with you. And and you think to yourself, like, it's strange that we don't do anything. So anyway, I, I know that some of you are listening to this and you can give a shit. Well, you can fast forward to the next part. We're but there. for us, it affects <laughs> us. And I just really want you guys to understand that, like, if you aren't bugged in this by some way or feel like there's something better that we can be doing where it feels that we're numb on it each time it happens, I would really implore you to look at your choices. And more importantly, uh, take whatever it is you're feeling as empathy or sympathy. And I hope, I really sincerely hope we have checked this with many of our friends. Many of them were safe, but many of those friends may not have friends or family members who were. So do what you need to do for your soul searching but maybe ask yourself, are we doing the most that we can do? But I guess the weirdest part is, and I'll leave you with this, is that whenever we have these people who are talking about gun control and, uh, you know, bad guys are always going to get the guns. So uh, if there was only a way we could stop them. If only. We seem so, so ridiculously diligent about doing anything else when it comes to people who being angry about people taking knees, about people not doing shit on television the right way, Hollywood stars, everybody's got opinions on those things. But when it comes to the shit that really matters, you can't politicize that stuff because it may not align. And Raph, it just seems a little wrong. What's either that? he was able to buy the guns because as a 64-year-old mm-hmm. old-ass white guy, he was super savvy and could buy them on the black market illegally, or... No one asked him when he bought his 21st rifle why he was buying it. No one asked the question. And But you know, that's, Kev, that's, that's the bad on, guys uh, are always going to get the guns. They're just always going to get yeah. it, and there's by, nothing we can the do. By the 21st weapon, and by the 1,000th ammunition level, which isn't a lot, I understand. People should target shoot, but 21 guns is a lot of guns. And but I'll tell you this. Right, we, we ask you why press. do you have that many, and you, you're like, I'm a hunter. It's like, what? you live in fucking <laughs> rural Las Vegas. Never mind. <laughs> You're probably not a very good one if you're a hunter, I guess. If I, you're a shitty hunter, honest, sir. You get a bow and get some fucking aim and be a man. God damn it. But think about this. So where we were going to when this place was about to go, um, just in terms of recording this episode, uh, you have an idiot by the name of Bill O'Reilly. And I know many of you don't even agree with him, but let's, for sake of conversation, bring up what he brought up, which is uh, stuff like this is the vestige of having a second amendment, right? Like this is the price of freedom, which is again, some weird fucked up way of rationalizing what just happened. 
So uh, let's say this. I think there are many things we can agree on or disagree on, but I really uh, get bummed out when I see uh, good people affected by it. I hope you guys do too. I think you do. And I think that's where we all kind of unite. One thing that we can say is this. Uh, we got the chance for Suited Magazine to write an article, and you'll see some from me. The, the UFC is going to give out $1 million to the family members who are affected. I know Syndicate MMA is Go doing UFC, a fundraiser by the way. for the uh, families who are affected, so they're going to have a fundraiser, and that is in Vegas. So props to those people. Give blood if you can. That's the best way right now it's all to good blood go this ahead week. and directly help. Raph, I'm going to go and, give blood. Uh, I believe it. That's amazing. And I want to uh, also say uh, that the second best way is probably to call your legislator. And if you feel a certain way about whatever it is you feel about, let them know. But uh, the most important personal solution for you guys I can put out there is simple and easy. When you get people like your blowhards, like your Bill O'Reilly, who say dumb shit, like this is the price of freedom, letting some crazies do some nonsense it's usually time when you say no it's usually time when you you speak up a little bit more or make your voice a little bit more heard and if you're not going to do that then do the simplest thing which is hug your family members call your friends and remember the most powerful tool we have against terror is unity that's what i got for you amen Speaking of unity, now let's get to this while, great unity that we've got. Here while today. there's been no evidence of it previously, we're going to try and be funny now. <laughs> and it's uh, jo- John O'Mears is how I'm pronouncing it. Saves this week for MMA fans he because he performs. Hey, Rap, quick ballpark me. How many times do you think you got tagged social media wise? And frankly, I love this about our fans. I love every one of them. <laughs> I wish we had been tagged 6,500 more times. That ballpark. That was how much I could have before I think <laughs> I shot off my social media account. How many times do you think we were pinged about this? Well, if you're referring to pinged as tagged on a- the social media. Any variation. Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook. Pinged. Yeah. Snapchatted. Instagram story. A submarine um, got close say- enough that we felt the story. I feel like we hit. I feel like I got hit up at least 60 times. Whatever. I, I don't think that's an overstatement. I'm pretty sure with the amount of people who said at verbal tap cast to that, Raph, did you see this? Private message me. <laughs> it totaled in the number of at least 60. Whatever it was, quadruple it. Because John O'Mears <laughs> fucking figure four Boston nope. crabbed his way to go. success. Well, he, I'm talking about how he set it up. Like he sets it up as like, uh, I'm under you. I'm about to just go right to a honey hole. Ends up in a Boston fucking crab. Smiles at the camera like he's been working on this for 30 years and crushes it. Yeah. Where do I start on this? Can um, I call it the John O'Mears now? I don't have to reference no. anyone else, right? No. You have to either refer to it as the Boston Crab or the Walls of Jericho. Now, people, I hear you. Don't get me wrong. I hear you. 
when you saw that the walls of Jericho was the moniker in which it was referred to, Crushing. it seems a little odd. Now, it, is the that, reason why... How do you all deal with this? I don't even know. I, I, well, the reason why there's such dispute, Kevin, is the Boston Crab is an age-old move. It, it's basically not more complex than sit on your opponent's back while pulling their legs back. Hey, and it works. it's been around for <laughs> wrestling forever. Jubera, Kevin big is, fan. Jubera is such an ass about this. Constantly sitting on my back while pulling my legs. <laughs> and Kevin is, uh, you know, Kevin has understood the move. He, I have a variation, but Kevin understands it it's not a fun move to be in. <laughs> Especially for, <laughs> like, I, maybe your asshole neighbor is nicer or meaner. It's hard to say, but jujitsu people know exactly how to apply this. They're very good at it. Yeah. Yeah, so you you kind of know it's a spine lock if you're really using it there. It also is a great setup for uh, foot locks. You know, a lot of the times when you do a single leg Boston Crab, it's nothing more than a belly down foot lock. So it does share a lot of commonalities with jujitsu, this whole catch wrestling style, which has been elevated to a little bit more of a showman style of professional wrestling. Now, Kev, here's where it gets confusing. So everybody gets mad that it was referred to as the Walls of Jericho because people know it as the Boston Crab who have seen it happen forever. Yeah. Now, they're not wrong because it was a rebrand from one Chris Jericho. They're nerdy, who referred but they're to not wrong. Move <laughs> as the Walls of Jericho. Now, I agree with this, and I understand it. But if you're complaining about this, I really need you to understand the importance of SEO. That's oh, search. God. Engine optimization, yeah, for, which means for the rare cross referencers of the pro wrestling community living in a parent's basement and currently studying SEO, you I'm taking I'm taking mean digs now. I, it's I, my bad. I apologize. But I, point out yeah. that every time you have seen Kevin in pain from a pro wrestling move, I hope that you understand it is with good reason. <laughs> I don't pick lot. on people yeah. who don't deserve to be picked on. It is a general rule in my code, my ethics, my warrior spirit code. But here's the thing. Yes, it was referred to as the walls of Jericho because guess what? Chris Jericho is closer to trending than anybody you can think of who uses the Boston Crab. Kevin, who do you think used the Boston Crab? Can you name anybody? The famous Boston Crabber. No. Okay. Failed. One of the most famous people to actually use the Boston Crab was Rick Martel. He was known as the model. That's what they gave him. That was his moniker. And his finishing move was the Boston Crab. Did he say Other it was people, like, that was the name that they gave me? The model? God damn. <laughs> I mean, if you see him, Kevin, I think you really would have been into Rick the Model Martel. Okay. Uh, Googling. I mean, he mostly carried around a little you'll see in the pictures in a second he carried around a little bit of a perfume sort of little little guzzer and he would spray himself every once in a while it's really pretty amusing the purple every school i ever attended was purple except for george mason (laughs) so for like 20 years yeah i love it big italian guy it feels like though like this guy looks well he did a a, a very nice version that you know he was he was good at it it was the 80s and the one other person that you can think of who would really use it is a guy named the Brooklyn Brawler now it looks like he loves cocaine 
more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Rick the Model Martell looks like. like they were like, you could have water or cocaine for the rest of your life. He's like, cocaine three times. I choose cocaine times three before water. They're like, deal. Kevin, I'm pretty sure if you look at old photos of yourself at the young age of four, you probably look like you love cocaine because that's just how they took photos in the 80s. This guy is wearing a see-through white shirt on a tennis court. <laughs> so anyway, that's one person. Kevin, look up the Brooklyn Baller okay. right now. All right, so that's other person who There's no way it's going to be better than this guy. This I'm guy. Sure I, like I want to be this guy for Halloween. Uh, this guy is Cousin Sal. This guy is obviously okay. Cousin Sal from the Jimmy Kimmel Show. The Brooklyn Brawler? So, would you like to know what his whole spiel is, Kev? Yeah. The Brooklyn Brawler is known as one of the most glorified jobbers in the world. Do you know what a jobber is? Someone that just talks shit? No, you wish. Uh, the jobber is the guy <laughs> who you don't know in professional wrestling. So, you like, say it's like Razor Ramon versus... This rando guy whose sure. entire purpose is just to lose. That's what they refer to as a job. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So his thing Wearing is. Wearing a cut up Yankees jersey with a, a taxi cab hat from the 1990s. Sure. And he just consistently loses. So this is why in the past when I referred <laughs> to you as a jobber, you may not have understood exactly what the reference meant. But, like, consistently, especially at Over Under, Kevin, you kind of are. Okay. So, there's that. Yeah. Anyway, those are the two people who Rodeo most famously used the Boston Crab in the most easiest. recent of times, Kevin. So, <sighs> would you rather those two or Chris Jericho? The problem is the name. The Boston Crab sounds so much better than the Wall of Jericho. The Wall of it's Jericho wall is upsetting for the same reason the Wall is of any place. Everyone's like, fuck walls. <laughs> I want an open kitchen where I can see that farm built in sink. Property Brothers, fuck yeah. Sorry, Raph, what? But think about it in this way, though, Kev. First of all, you like Chris Jericho. Meh, sure. No? I remember his hair being good, not influential to me growing out my hair, so much as, say, God, I hope it was influential in you growing out your hair. I really wish that was the secret reason. You saw Chris Jericho look more and more like Bon Jovi, and you're like, If anyone, Diamond Dallas Page and his uh, <laughs> Dallas color scheme was more <laughs> reason so, to grow my hair out. But. Here's what you should know, though, Kevin. So Chris Jericho creates a name for a, a finisher, and he calls it the Walls of Jericho. Now, y- what you should know about Chris Jericho is very cool, which is, He's kind of known, like, say if you're going up against Ric Flair, he does that move where he kind of sits up and he doesn't actually sit on Ric Flair's back. Like, he kind of protects him a little bit because Ric Flair's old and you don't really want to hurt him. But when he had one of the newer kids, like the rookies, he would do a version, and you can look this up on your Google search as well, but type in Walls of Jericho, Lion Tamer. Okay? Uh, No. <laughs> okay, I will. No. <laughs> I was, I was okay. like, I, I'm doing it right now. Essentially, if it's nearly as rewarding as the first guy we looked up, Walls of Jericho, Lion Tamer. Now, this feels like something I remember about. Mm-hmm. Why did Chris Jericho change the way he does the Walls of Jericho? Uh, for fuck's sake. Now I'm deep in the Google. Raph. <laughs> I got lost in the uh, nerdies. It's, 
It's very, very important to know these things. So, yes, Chris Jericho would do a version where he would put his knee near the back so he'd lift the legs. Oh, and that was the Lion Tamer on WCW. Lion Tamer. Yeah. Yes. So he would do that, but then I think he realized that might hurt people some more. So then he would start doing the traditional Boston Crab, called it the Walls of Jericho. Um, But when he applied it on the young kids, he would definitely, like the rookies, you could tell he was definitely, like, leaning back on it. So as an old guy... He went to the Walls of Jericho, which is a nicer version of the Lion Tamer? Yes. And, I mean, depending, though. I mean, Kev, Uh, If you're tuning in to get in touch with the world's least possible existent book report on former WCWC stars (laughs) and their move evolution, you've tuned in to just the right time. Go on, Ralph. I just want to make sure that people know this, Kevin. Did you see the SEO search that happened with this? Did you not see this put over 100,000 times oh my God, on videos? Serious? Like there is a real audience that has been hankering for this. And that if you look on the comment section deep enough on each one of those posts, yeah. people were saying, that's not the walls of Jericho. That's the Boston <laughs> Crab. To which I say to you all, it's both. I, I Thanks for solving that, Raph. Thanks, and thanks for I taking us down a nine-minute sure rabbit hole. <laughs> to do Listen, so. Kevin, you, first of all, you got very enamored by very all of our much side for not starting with you, that thesis. What a spoiler for those of us that didn't know. I want you to understand <laughs> that this would have been two minutes less had God you not damn it. on the detour of Rick Martel. <laughs> and I didn't do that. I didn't even know who Rick Martel was. This was, was your road trip and your detour. It's giving you the history of the move and telling you how and why the things are the way they are. You know, Kevin. I'm glad we can legitimately fight on 250. The people deserve this, and every minute of they this is do. real. And we have gone like way off things. script. We have gone way off pre-show I, script listen, by a factor of three because you're wrong. I'm right. The people know that, and you're just currently. Well, now I forgot what this whole thing started about. I'm going to go ahead and bring up something, Kevin. Yeah. I'm going to bring up the fact that you're salty for a couple reasons. The first of which is Kevin has been the recipient of a number of <laughs> moves that hurt his back. And that's not that's what his... you're setting up right now, but that has nothing. Go sure on. Have fun. Telling the people Knock yourself out. That because I think it's important for yeah. people to know that you are salty in part because you have taken your fair share of sharpshooters and Boston crabs in our time of grappling. Is that not true? No, no, that's true. That's true. Okay. Okay. So that is why you harbor anger. It's one of the reasons I'm salty. There, there are other reasons that should probably, well, let's stick on this one because we're going to get maybe to another one in a second. But, but Kevin, yeah, I would like to say, that it's just going to get worse from here because your back is one of the few areas that we can injure now. That's that is true. Back's fair game, and frankly, if you don't mind attacking that for a little bit, <laughs> super helpful. <laughs> and I like the idea that, like, even as that's happening, I'm looking at Kevin and I go, "Oh yeah, it's it's real, and it can happen." <laughs> showing that now there's a way to transition for me pretending to punch you, and I think the best part about the Jono. Uh, opponent is that he like got really confused. He gets punched in the face while giving his back up, 
and then elbows Jono in the ass as if that's going to really break up the move and then gets in far too deep. But no, Kevin, we will we will do a full breakdown. Perhaps I will get one of the guys from the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club to do a video with me because I think the, the people want to know the techniques. Uh, I couldn't agree more. You should be okay. should be pre- well. You're more than prepared to present them. You've you've Absolutely. already donated a few weeks of the podcast to it, which I appreciate. Absolutely, you're welcome, Kevin. And I think it's educational because I will tell you this: sixty people couldn't be wrong when they messaged us and let us know. I will say one thing that I'm very angry with you guys about that it was great 70. to message me. Sorry, no. Okay, I'm really legitimately mad about this, Kevin. You guys messaged me, and that's great. But you didn't hashtag WWE BJJ. What the fuck, guys? Come on. I had to go and hashtag it myself. Uh, Does anyone think before they just tag us for a Boston Crab business? I can't talk about that either. Not in a place. Not like this happens every day. You could have literally just tagged it yourself, but fine. But you know what? Maybe it will happen now every day. So this is episode 250. This is it, Raph. Do you feel like you know more, like more about your co-host? I I don't know. Anything? I know when my co-host tries to divert. Because there was a second thing I was going to bring up that (laughs) made you really salty about. Not that I recall. I thought we were over the salty conversation. We were just skipping right to the next segment. The nice part about ESPN is is it confirms the end results of certain games. Now, Kevin is famous, if you you know the show, he's famous for talking a lot of trash, even when he can't back it up. (laughs) And every year we go through this ad nauseum when Kevin says the (laughs) following words, which are, oh, my team is so good. I'm going to crush everybody in fantasy football. And if you really think about it and go back and listen to those episodes, because we're five years deep, people. Kevin is sounding a little bit more and more like Donald Trump every year because the language is very similar. If you really break it down of you guys this year, my team is going to crush all of you. This is the year. Everybody knows it. Your ratings are wrong. It's my year. (laughs) Your points are lying to you. Would you like to reveal the score or should I? I uh, I mean you would have to cuz I can't seem to get it on my screen which Oh, I have it. It's right here. I'll screenshot it and I'll send it to you. Do you want <sighs> me to do it so that way you can read it? It's really easy when I screenshot it. This uh, computer's technology it's I come mean, so far, Kevin. Fine, I'll pull up my phone and I guess No, no, no I just, I just like... sent it to you. I just made it easier for you. Again, technology, very helpful, very new. Uh I scored 128.1 points, and you scored 100. It's blurred out on the screen, 0.2 points. Mm, mm, it's 169. Oh, oh, I guess, oh, I guess this is an R-rated podcast. We're just going to say it. 169.2 for you. So if you're a, a math person, it's like a 20-point difference, something like that. It's, I think closer to almost like 30 plus ooh, is it 40 ooh it's like 41 something Point kevin oh, what do you have to say to me your superior just in life just go i mean i i don't appreciate what you're doing right now i didn't appreciate what you did this weekend 
And I didn't appreciate Julio Jones taking a sweet nap on Sunday's <laughs> afternoon when I needed him to be catching touchdowns. So there's a lot of to things fair, that happen. Kevin, I thought that most people were supposed to take knees outside of the field during <laughs> so, the national anthem. So I heard that too, Not but I I appreciate Julio taking like the extra stance and being like, no. I'm not playing today, uh, metaphorically. So, you know, con- congrats to you on what was uh, just a razor-thin margin of <laughs> victory. Now, here's why it's a little, like, empty in terms of, like, how much fulfillment I can take from this. Kevin, were you or were you not already trying to preface me uh, I was, on Friday? No, I, yeah. Uh, I, I also was talking shit a week ago which I assume we'll get to in this long drawn out line of questioning. <laughs> so, what so, was that talking? You sound like Kevin. Why don't you start there? I, Take this no, I don't, I don't think that people need to hear it, Rap. It wasn't a topic of conversation. Well, what were they saying? Get I just want to know. <laughs> I just, I guess I was just lamenting after week one that I had won and you had lost. And I thought that was amusing. I don't remember. I remember being classy about it. I don't remember anything else. <laughs> I remember. This is. If, correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin. Yeah. I think you were saying something to the effect of, hey, uh, Raph. I was like, what? And you're just like, uh, what's your fantasy record right now? And I was like, oh, I, I'm 0 1 right now. I, I just lost my first game. And you're like, that's great. You know who hasn't lost is me. It's amazing <laughs> to be one and I'm like, it's the it, first week. It was. Week. I, I was speaking from a beer place of honesty. And the dumbest part about this was, is like, normally my reactions are as such, where when Kevin goes this way is to like threaten him with physical violence. But the hard part about Kevin being not able to roll is I can't do that. So I can't even be like, Kevin, I will beat the shit out of you. Nope. It's like normally a super normal threat, by the way, because we do fight each other for fun. That's not, that's not, yeah, it's fun. Not common. Listen, I would expect the same from him, and I'd be like, oh, that's fine. You're fucking takedown suck, whatever. You know, and, and the <laughs> game goes on. But when Kevin's talking shit, and I'm literally just only one weekend, and he's already saying, and I go, dude, we're only one weekend, and Kevin goes, I know. I'm doing it while I can. <laughs> I yeah, I may or may not have a team that has questionable longevity in that league. That's that's my fault. <laughs> that's my fault. I, I get where I'm at. Uh, so I thought I'd seize the opportunity. <laughs> Look, Raph, we need to get to an interview with James Partridge and some over-under. <laughs> so are you done with your shit yet? <laughs> Which... Just in case, I want to review. So there's a whole thing in speech where you don't just you don't just do the thing. You tell people what you're going to show them. You show them what you're going to show them, and then you review what you're going to show them. Yeah. So I guess the first thing was so you want to review uh, guns. Not Gu- great. Guns could use a scotch more regulation in the United States. <laughs> that's uh, that's our general position. Number dose. Uh, Kevin does not like the Boston Crab. No. Or but understand its next, historical significance in the world it's of It's more than historical. Nerds. It's cultural, yeah. Kevin. It's cultural, which prompts the reason why Kevin will immediately be put in a Boston Crab the next time he hits the mats. And thrice, Kevin's football 
hubris only hilariously came back to get him in the end. And that's yeah. the intro of the show. Those are all accurate. Great. Let's, and uh... 250! <laughs> <laughs> We've done it. Head on over to KOSportsGear.com. Don't forget our friends, KOSportsGear.com. Please let us know which singlet is your favorite, but check out the Magic the Dragon Geek. We love our friends. We love their gear. KOSportsGear.com. Let's get back to some verbal tap. All right, Kev. We're at UFC, what, 216? <laughs> Who could keep? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's sweet 216th birthday. Yep, yep. It's uh, X many years old, which is a great notice for us. So, Kev, you've been on a winning streak, right? I've been hot fire lately, just beating up on Chicago. Any of the simpletons you've been putting in front of me, I have been quickly heel hooking, metaphorically. Obviously, well, I mean you're not that good at heel hooking. But yeah, Kev, I think that goes without. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just well, it may go without saying. In case there's a new listener, <laughs> yeah, I'm using a metaphor. <laughs> however, however, I thought about this, Kevin. Where were you raised? Uh, specifically, just outside uh, Kansas City in a lovely now, Kansas, 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 Kansas. Mm-hmm. That's like in the heart of america the heartland right people tell me that I've, I've never found that to be yeah yeah that's right and what are the like closest surrounding states to kansas you've got nebraska mm-hmm. which sucks so there's no yeah, reason to go there nebraska. you've got colorado which is amazing and i highly suggest you're there relocating now. there and you've got missouri the real reason if you want a reason not to wake up in the morning move to the greater state of missouri you'll feel that freedom every day it'll be like what do i want to do stay in bed uh or i guess you could retreat to oklahoma but i've never heard of anyone doing that ever i know lovato's there otherwise i don't believe it's a real state okay now that's interesting you said oklahoma last as if you knew somebody was on the line who could be the next participant of Over Under. Kevin, what if I were to tell you, Kev, that you've been on such a hot streak, I needed to bring a cooler. Somebody who's <laughs> a brown belt, say, about a buck 35, <sighs> uh, solid technique, technician, good jujitsu, grappling resume, all the things you aren't. He's never fought anyone that's an ADCC champion, right? He's never done that or anything. Um, I'm not By going chance. to say anything. I am, you know, I'm going to let that speak for itself, but I'm going to tell you this right now. If we were to have a human being by the name of James Partridge, would you be interested in playing over under Kevin against him? Not at all, but ah, too bad. Uh... That's the way the game goes. <laughs> Let's go ahead and introduce our good friend, James Partridge. James, how are you doing, sir? Hey, doing good. Doing good. Okay, so you heard us preface your name. Kevin obviously brought up the fact that you might have had some kind of weird uh, match with, like, a dude who was, like, tiny and then, like, became super big and then, like, did something at ADCC. (laughs) Well, I believe he's referred to as the King King. 
is what he's corrected me once as saying. Uh, but yes, you you famously had a match against him a long, long time ago. Where was that, and how did that go? Uh, that was at uh, the Honored Invitational. Um, it was the second Honored Invitational in uh, Austin, Texas, <clears throat> at their, uh, their Tenth Planet facility, and uh, it went it went kind of how I thought it would go. You know, I figured I'd be able to come out and do some good stuff, but I thought he might get to my leg. Uh, at the time, nobody really wanted to take a match with him. And uh, he was about 190. I was about 155. So I had a feeling, and I mean, he was a legit black belt, and I was still brown. But I had a feeling, you know, if I took that match, I could really learn a lot and see how much better I needed to get. And, uh, at one point he framed out on me and I was just like, wow, you're the strongest grappler I've ever grappled with. This is, <laughs> this is scary. And then uh, he just laid flat and he played possum yeah. guard and I did not know what to do. Uh, it really threw me off. Oh, I completely disagree. Having watched the match, I actually find you're, I like what you did, which is you look like you were like, okay, I'll do what I would do, which neon belly. And I'm going to start systematically trying to use his arm. I kind of, yeah, it like, cracks me up when people stall on that. You had that. Oh, fuck yeah. It. All right. Let's see what happens. Well, the way that I was looking at it is I have about five seconds in mount to get to a mounted triangle before he bumps me up and puts me in Ashi or reaps through to the honey hole or whatever he was going to try to do. So I tried to get in the triangle, but I didn't think about the fact that the triangle would lead him into a leg lock too. So I had to defend the leg lock as he was escaping my weak triangle and then he stood up and just honestly put one of the slickest entries on me it didn't get a lot of a lot of props because of the possum guard but honestly it was a great entry so okay first of all finished with the heel hook (laughs) i have (laughs) issue with the use of the word possum guard hashtag in this whole thing. Do you know why I have issue with this young? No. And, and I, I do need to say this because your, your name online, it's written not as James, it's written as jams. Yeah. So it's confusing, but yes. So if I intersplice James and jams, that's your problem, not mine, but jams. <laughs> when that happened, Everybody referred to that as possum guard. However, my contention is everyone that I roll with, a.k.a. the world, knows that's what's effectually referred to as raf guard or pronounced in the Portuguese oh. as half guard. Oh. Yeah, I've never heard it called that. Um, I'm, I'm from Oklahoma, though, so I don't know what you guys do over there. But uh, over here, don't, we call it possum don't, guard. Don't put that on everybody else. That's Out just in me. the great country of California. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how you very quickly went into being like, I don't know how you guys do it in the big city. <laughs> I did <laughs> too. Immediate default. Just uh, That's that's brown belt type but, but deflection. From when a person just lies down, you know, there's a rule that says thou shall not lie with another man and I just won't. So I guess what I'm saying here, James, is very simple. Uh, I have issue with them referring to that because I've been going strong with the half guard for years. That is uh, something that I have coined up, worked very hard. And frankly, I'm a little peeved that the King King, a.k.a. Gordon Ryan, uh, has uh, tried to refer to it as possum guard, which, oh, God, I've worked so hard for that, you know? 
Yeah, it sounds like he stole some of your tapes and just renamed it. You know, I think he might have. And if my memory does serve right, I believe he and I had uh, already kind of met one another uh, by then. So God, he's just a saying, terrible person. Very, strong. very terrible person who we're very glad took a, a gold medal. Anyway, enough about Gordon Ryan because he's not on this podcast. You were on this podcast. Now, tell me a little bit about this. You live in Oklahoma, but you have. You have a dream. Everybody's got to have a dream, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, I'm working on one, but I want to hear his. <laughs> okay. So I believe something is coming up very soon. And what is that thing, James? Well, there's a couple of things I got on my plate. Um, but the main thing that I'm focused on right now is going to be getting my weight down. I mean, I just finished training at uh, Omar's. I'm 143. And uh, I'm going to get myself down to 135, 136 and go do the IBJJF Nogi Worlds. Um, a lot of people, they know me as a sub-only guy. But as a blue belt, I actually got third at Nogi Worlds. Um, I lost to a guy from Brazil, from Atos, uh, on an advantage from 50-50, which I'm sure most Americans understand. It, it sucks. But... Um, this time I should be able to go back out there and, uh, stay away from that advantage. It was ridiculous. If you watch them, I'm, I don't want to get into that blue at, belt. At least, hold on. At least you lost <laughs> in a black belt way. I mean, that's gotta feel good. Right? The, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you know, big advantage point. <laughs> you went down on your IBJJF sword. And I think people are yeah, always going to remember say, that. You, you do know that there is IBJJF bingo. And the free spot is losing by advantage. So oh. <laughs> it's a good start. So it means you're you're well on your way to uh, becoming a real IBJJF or a pointer, if you would. But my thing is, though, Kev, I have a little bit of issue here because I want to help him out. I want to get people to help him make his dream possible. But then I started thinking of something. Kev, do I know somebody who's a brown belt who competes at roughly like the 135-ish division? <laughs> Intimately, I think you know. Yeah, intimately, who do I know? One Erica Medina. Mm-hmm. Do and, oh. and it's tough because I love me some Eric Medines and like he's my homie. But like, here's the thing: James is like probably a better friend to me if I'm being honest. Now, James, yeah. be honest. How long have I known you? Um, not too long. I mean, like I think we. We briefly talked. Eric is not a great guy. I always hear he's a terrible person. So it's not hard to believe that I'm you like a better friend. I've done a lot for you in the past. I don't know. Five minutes we've known each other. Absolutely. So I guess what I'm saying to you guys is I'm a little torn. Do I go with the friend who treats me better, a.k.a. Jams over here, or do I go with the Darsonite Kev? Let's ask you. You know, okay, this is kind of tough, but I, I think this is, you know, you got to stick with the one that brought you because you, you are probably going to be a part of his training camp, right? I mean, I can easily be bought or sold. <laughs> First of all, I've heard people say that about you more than a few times, and it's been uncomfortable <laughs> in different situations. Uh, but I, that I'm just telling you what my preliminary thoughts are. 
But I'm also about to take on Jams, which like, he owes a stripper that once terrified me in Topeka, Kansas, an apology for copyright infringement on stealing her name. So I'm sticking with the Medina. Mm, which means that I always go the opposite way Kevin goes. So I think I Perfect. have to, by proxy, go with James. Okay, but here's much. my question. I I for James, <laughs> for, for our audience who may not be as familiar with you, tell us a little bit about yourself. We've obviously previewed the fact that you're a buck 55, but you want to go down to 136 ish. You want to play in the points rules of IBJJF, even though you're a sub only guy. Fights like a wrestler. On an invitational. You've also been coaching with our good friend Omar French. Um, there's a lot of pluses in there. You've also participated at the Battle My Crew, which, by the way, not a dance competition. To the best of my knowledge, we can't stress that enough. We're going to get a lot of comments. Uh, where's the dance crew talk? It's like we, it was a different crew. We're sorry again, not that crew. So James, tell us a little bit about you for our audience who may not know you and, uh, you know, really sell your autobiography here yeah so um let's see i was uh i was pretty much a poor kid uh didn't really have any direction i was i was messing up and um i got into triton fight center um i started doing mma not gonna lie i had a brain injury so i should not have done mma that brought my mma to a, a, a close after about four fights um, cause I just fell in love with jujitsu while I was training for those fights. And, um, my professor, Pete Wilhelm at Triton Fight Center, he allowed me to clean the gym in exchange for free training. And, um, after a while of free training and, um, getting to the point where I started as a blue belt doing little private lessons for free, I got to hang the private lessons. So I started doing paid private lessons and I started getting ambitious to be honest before jujitsu. I wasn't really an ambitious person. And, um, and Triton really just became this like new family, you know, like there's a, it's a military style gym because my professor is, he's a prior Marine and, um, the structure just totally changed me as a person. And as a purple belt, uh, I started having good success with the competitions and, they went ahead and made me their Nogi coach for the night classes. And that just continued to build my name so I could start doing more private lessons, more seminars, more paid tournaments like Fight to Win Pro and things like that. And uh, yeah, after, uh, let's say, I started, in, I started in about 2012, I started training in the Gi. And somewhere along the line, made the switch to Nogi and... I do both, but I mostly train Nogi because I have all these students in Nogi now that I really want to focus on students slash teammates. You know, none of them are under me. They're all just teammates that are getting to the point where they're kicking my ass. But, um, yeah, that's about the, the long story of it. You know, jujitsu's really helped me pay for everything. And right now I just happen to have a, a $5,000 car bill that we have to redo our engine. So money's really tight right now. Trying to go fight people, which is something we can get behind. I have to say, Kev, in the many years we've been doing this, though, uh, 
you know, five. We're coming up on five here, just oh. to give you guys a preview. Uh, getting old. In the many years we've been doing this, I'm not sure that we've had anybody uh, do that as concise as he just did in the amount of time. That was good. That, yeah. I was also gripped. I was in. I was like, I'm going to hear a little bit more about this chapter, but we'll, we'll come back to it. Uh, but here's the thing. I feel like it's one of the – and I, I have to just ask for clarification before I can get to the real thing. You were giving uh, free privates that then turned into paid privates at about yeah. blue belt level. Yeah, like a lot of my teammates wanted private lessons, and I was like, I'm not going to make you pay me. But then I started having people from my high school ask me for private lessons. So, of course, I'm going to have them pay me. And it got to the point where I was good enough and winning. Like, I beat my first, not to, this is a humble brag, I beat my first black belt as a blue belt. So people really started getting interested in getting privates from me. And I still didn't want them to pay me, but they would pay me anyway. So at blue and then purple and then now brown, I have a decent amount of people that I do private lessons with. Some still don't pay me, but it's not because they, it's because they don't really have the means and I don't really care about giving back. Like I'll give back and do a free class or a free private lesson if I think the person like actually needs it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I'm not it. into okay, wasting my so. time, but if I if I think I can help you and you don't have the money, you not having the money isn't a good enough reason for me to not help you if you're on my team, because you have to remember I was the kid that didn't have money that everybody helped, you know. So now I'm just trying to give back, and I'm still making money doing it. So it's good. <laughs> All right. Well, you've convinced us here. So here's the thing. Uh, if you guys want to get in contact to give the monies to donate, where can they do that, sir? Um, you could just uh, message me on Facebook, uh, Jams Partridge, J-A-M-S. It's James without the E. And then Partridge, P-A-R-T-R-I-D-G-E, Partridge. It's the Partridge in a Pear Tree or the Partridge family. And, uh, yeah, Facebook's probably the easiest way to get in touch with me, the messenger. I check my messages every day. All right. Well, you know what? Now that we've gotten all the niceties out of the way, Kev, I think it's time we transition to the game of Over Under Kevin. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us here at Verbal Tap. This is a segment of the show we like to call Over Under Kevin. The rules are very simple. We go through a pay-per-view card out of order, and we do all of the fights, not just the main card, because that's lame. If we're going to commit, we're going to commit all the way through the people who we don't even know sometimes. The way it works is each participant gets 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win. If I so deem it, they get 15 seconds of rebuttal time. Now, more than anything, we value trash talk in this form. And the winner is the person who gets the most correct picks. Gentlemen, do you understand the rules? Kevin? I mean, I understand them. I don't private lessons as a blue belt understand them, but I mostly think I understand them. I mean, for real, Kev, I can't give this shit away. So <laughs> I, I was just gonna, I was I like, Rap, has anyone doing. asked you for privates? I, was, yeah. I had that moment, too, while he was talking about it. Where I was like, the fuck am I doing? No one's ever been like, you. I need your time and your jujitsu knowledge. I've literally had people who I trained with who would tap me out so many times 
right now as a blue belt who are like, I think you owe me money for a private lesson. <laughs> I was going to, yeah, I certainly had times people have considered it just, a private lesson. just want to go ahead and mention that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I get the rules. Uh, James, Copy. Do you understand the rules? Yeah, for sure. Uh, well enough to beat Kevin. Ooh, ooh, the touching part of the show is over. Now we can get to the trash talk. This is the real good part of the show. All right, well, let's do this. Uh, let's go ahead and start all the way at the lightweight division. Kevin, you're going to lead us off on this one. It is a lightweight bout between Benny DeRouche and Evan Dunham. Is he the one with the puppets? <laughs> That's, uh, he's got a great Netflix special. I have, obviously haven't watched it. Evan Dunham looks like an extra in Mad Max Fury Road, kind of, in his UFC profile, and I'm into it. I'm taking one for the USA team, scariest tattoo, in an upset. I'm taking Evan Dunham. Okay. Mm. Let's go to our next. Oh, oh, James is not enjoying that. James, why don't you go next? Mm. Well, I mean, his hands are getting better, but uh, he's basically a grappler, you know, and um He's going up against a legit Muay Thai black belt and a legit BJJ black belt who's got power. So I think he get knocked out. Who are you going on this one? Uh, Darius. Sorry. Okay, Benio. Uh, okay, Kev. Objection. I have an important question Objection. for you to ask here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You may get to it. I'm going to ask the question, but I'm putting 15 seconds on the clock. Grappler says grappler's just a grappler your response what an insult to the community we profess so much love for just minutes ago on live podcast kind of air and here we are uh flip of the coin later i think we're learning a lot about partridge we've got a flip flopper we've got a ridge part we don't know what's going to come out could be the one all right all right all right kev kev partridge family over here what do you have to say in response to that do you hate grapplers and how long have you hate them I mean, it's been a couple of years. Uh, no, I, uh, I, I think he's he might. good. He I mean, him. he's got good wrestling. He's got great grappling, but his hands are just not where they need to be. And it's a fight, you know. If it's a grappling match, maybe he wins. Oh, maybe. maybe. All right, the slaps yeah, continue. <laughs> wow. Well, this indignation is too much. Let's go to our next fight. It's another lightweight bout. Jams, you're going to lead us off on this one. It's Bobby Green versus Landau, Calrissian, Venata. Go. Mm, Bobby Green. So he's got boxing. He's got experience on Lando. Um, with his boxing, I think he can put him out. But Lando's got a good chin, and he's going to be using his kicks to keep the distance. Um I'm going to go with Bobby Green. Just from the boxing and the experience, I, I think he'll be able to put him out. I know he's got a good okay. chin, but I think he puts him out. Okay, just making sure. Still going anti-grappler. Kevin, what do you have for us? 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I'm going to use a super vindictive choice, and this is going to be the last time I do it, I swear. Oh, no. <laughs> Bobby Green's nickname is what? King. I don't know. What. I'll be taking Lando wow. Venata to add to a second King loss on the oh, James wow. Marchand resume. <laughs> I told you, it's the pettiest pick I'll make the entire night. <laughs> James, I, I have that, 15 seconds James, I have 15 seconds on the clock, and I just want you to explain in this 15 seconds what it was like to be the recipient of a video with the possum guard being unearthed 
in the jiu-jitsu mm. world. What was the reaction when you went back to your gym 15 seconds ago? Man, everybody's like, you know what I would have done? Oh, my God. I give a shit what you would have done. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss. But... You are. That's the right response, by the way. I don't give a shit what you would have done. That is the last thing I would say. I will yeah, tell you that everybody. when you're fighting Gordon. That's funny. Now everybody shuts the whole fuck up. They're like, wait, well, yeah. I take it back. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. Yeah, especially when they realize that it's so like bad power because everybody was like, that's bad because everybody's being disrespectful. Um, size disparate. The times before that, it was something that I knew he might do. I didn't think he was going to, I thought he was just going to come out and smash me. But uh, he made it a show. I think he was trying to look for that uh, submission of the night or fight of the night. He wanted to make it a good show. But, um, yeah, it really threw me off. And then all the people messaging me about what they would have done. That's awesome. It's ridiculous. I'm it's like sure I was one of them. Nothing. By the way, I probably <laughs> am on record being like, it's not what I'd have done. You would have done fucking nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> it's just so funny the way jujitsu comes full circle, too. And now it's like three years later. No, yeah. Or two. I mean, as of a month ago. Turns out it's been three weight classes later, Kev. Uh, yeah, turns yeah. out if you lost to Kyotera, it's probably because he's good, and that's the only <laughs> reason. So, well, Kev, let's have you continue on here. I'm going to ask you what you would have done mm-hmm. in the middleweight fight between Phyllis Lightes versus Brad Tavares. Go. Yeah, first of all, and I'm glad you asked. I- I'm going with: Is there a tattoo near your neck as my criterion? The answer is. For Brad Tavares, yes. Thus, Ron Swanson style. That's my choice. James, what you got? Mm, Brad's got good wrestling, but um, Tavares might just kick the shit out of his legs. And he's a legit black belt, so that wrestling could end up fucking him, you know? Um, Mm. But good luck to Brad. I'm going to take latest. Interesting. Okay. Kev, are you noticing any patterns that are happening yet with the way that James is approaching the game? Well, basically, James is like, is he a grappler? Cool. That guy sucks. Picking the uh, next person. This is a legit black belt. <laughs> a legit black belt. Now, this one, I'm, I'm choosing youth. I just didn't want to say it, and I'm glad we skirted around the topic. That's what I'm choosing. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, okay. Let's go to our next fight. James, you're going to lead us off on this one. It's a heavyweight fight between Fabrizio Verdum and... And Derek Lewis, a go. Fabricio. Are you sure Fabricio's not trying to fight another 55-er like Tony Ferguson? You guys saw that, right? <laughs> you did, yes. Get out of here. Did you see the video? So he stands up to Tony Ferguson, which kids at home Hold don't on. stand I'm, up I'm gonna, to another man. <laughs> I'm going to give you more time. I, I want to hear you. all this. Mm-hmm. Go. Thank you. So... Kids at home, do not stand up to another man, first off. There's no, you should not be starting physical violence. But if you do, and the, and the other man stands up, don't back up. Now you look like a bitch. I'm sorry. But if you stand up to another man and try to intimidate him, and when he stands up, you back up and flee the scene, you fucked up. Like, your man card is pulled. Don't try to punk somebody. If you're not really about it. And first off, don't try to punk anybody. Like he looked so dumb. Tony played it cool the whole time. Shut up before I ankle pick you. Like he just played it so cool. I love Tony. Shut up. Before so yeah, Fabricio, 
in the match, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's got an amazing guard. And if, uh, Derek Lewis, if Derek Lewis brings him down and gets in his guard, it could be trouble. Um, Fabricio's got great kicks. He could stay on the outside and just kick the shit out of him. But I'm hoping, hoping Derek can finish him quick and not gas out. He's got power. So are you taking Derek on this one? I don't want to, but I will, because I really am mad at Fabricio right now. He could okay. win. He could stay on the outside and point him, but I'm thinking just from him going after Tony, his mind's got to be out of it. So maybe he gets okay. knocked out, hopefully. Okay. Kev, Kev, hmm. I have to ask an important question, and yes. you're going to have to – I'm going to give you 20 seconds on this one. Uh-oh. But this is a twofer. One, is James – Really, just responding as a 155er is that clouding his judgment? It does, it does feel like he has little guy like shut up and get back in your six foot eight and two ninety pound cage, Fabricio. Like, no one gives a shit. Yeah, exactly. And I yeah. So I'm gonna make my choice, Raph. Can I can I roll into this? Yeah. I, yeah. The Black Beast. Did you see that motherfucker ripping people out of a Houston hurricane? Not scared of a hurricane, yeah. not scared of Fabricio's increasingly flabbier. There, I said it on air. Also, be very clear, though. If I have a major fight coming up, I don't know that I'm rescuing people. So, well, that's the difference Derek between is... you and a good person. <laughs> oh, ding, ding, ding. And this is the part where we lay into the host. I love it. Oh, it's going to be harder to talk shit on him from here on out, Rap. <laughs> Listen, jams. I don't really need a lot of shit here from somebody who can't decide if they want to be described as peanut butter or a jelly, aka a jams. What the like? What under what circumstances did you find the name jams to be the nickname that you wanted to go by? He visited a Topeka um, strip club, got the same wisdom I did, and was like, "She, she says the truth." Yeah, I stole a girl's name. Yeah. <laughs> Not just some girl. I will be very honest with you. I have uh, I have refrained from putting Michael Jackson's hit single "Jam" on your wall no less than seven times because I think when he says the word "jam," it makes me laugh really, really loudly. Yeah, like I was telling you earlier, I really need to set the record straight because people are signing my checks with jams, and it's getting a little ridiculous. Like, come you on, did it. pro. <laughs> like seminars i'm like guys my really my name is not jam how dare you just because i go by it's a my certain fault, phrase you just expect people to be a certain level of intelligence and just no, assume not in 2017 <laughs> expect people to be smarter than you think they are it's you're right it's just a bunch of dumb grapplers <laughs> <laughs> who he won't support if they become MMA yeah, stars. Transition then, to the UFC, you'll forget about which, it. Yeah. Let's go to here. It's a women's strawweight match between Mara Romero Barria Barala Balala versus Kylandra Faria Barria. Go. Yeah, so battle of the who sounds more like a sports car on the main card that you're unaware of. Uh, I'm going to just go with my default, and that's to pick the fighter from Brazil, because I do. Brazilian jiu-jitsu and I'm not afraid of that like uh, some people that I'm playing against interesting interesting okay uh, James who do you have for us is this the Pearl Gonzaga's 
I agree it Tyler. sounds similar, but this is I don't even main card. Main card. Know. Main card. Oh. Romero Barella versus Faria. I don't think I have uh, anything on that one. We'll just pick A or B. Do you want Mara or Kylandra? Who'd Kevin pick? He's got really bad picks. I picked Faria. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting yeah. the other one. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's actually the best strategy to do on this. The NFL or NBA Network's James Coe thanks you. I forget, but I know it's one of them. It is correct. Let's go to our next one. Jams, let's keep this motivation going. Let's go to our heavyweight bout. It's between Walt Disney Harris and Mark Godbeer. I love the last name. Um, I wish I could give it to Mark just on the last name. I think it's pretty cool. But... um, I don't think his leg kicks are going to help him enough. His opponent's got golden gloves, and uh, whenever Mark fights, he gets a little out of position. And I think uh, Walt's going to execute and knock him out. All right, Kev, what do you got for us? Anyone named after an NBA all-time great? I got to go with Walt Harris. Nickname, The Big Ticket. It's he and Kevin Garnett. This is exclusive company. I'm going to lower myself (laughs) to agreeing with James Partridge. Wow, KG is bringing unity onto this one. Guys, I'm putting 20 seconds on the clock for this one. And Kevin, you're going to lead us off. It's a flyweight bout, which I guess should have been the main event, but not here. No, no, no. I've heard about that. Because Dana White doesn't like the small people. But Demetrius, (laughs) Mighty Mouse Johnson versus... Hold on, am I reading this right? I guess I am. Ray Borg. Go. I refuse to take all 20 seconds. I'm choosing Demetrius Johnson, and I'm ending this conversation. Yeah. Not totally. Kevin has used just for this time. six seconds of his time, which is, I believe, <laughs> a new record on this show. Uh, James, what do you got for us? Yeah, I mean, sadly, I have to agree. Um, I think he knew I was going to pick this one, and he went with my pick, Demetrius Johnson. Uh, he is one of the pound-for-pound best, and... Uh, the only thing that I see Ray Borg maybe having advantage with is that he's in the Jackson wing camp, but um, I don't think that's enough. You really think Kevin was cheating off of your paper on this one? Yeah. Demetrius Johnson or other? <laughs> really? Is that, is that what we've come down to? I, I also uh, enjoy it. It got spared to this fight, got moved to the B slot, and it's like, Kevin, a real trailblazer, decided to sneak in and steal the fucking cure to cancer. Chose Johnson. Uh, let's go to our next one. Uh, James, we've got a flyweight bout between uh, Matt Schnell versus Marco Beltran. Go. Um, so Matt, again, he's a Golden Gloves boxer. Karate black belt. Um, I... I, I'm going to give it to him, but I could be wrong on this one because uh, Beltran, he looked bad in his last one because his mom passed. I think I think it had something to do with that. But it could be time for a comeback. He might come back and do really well in this fight, but I, you know, I respect him for fighting, but I'm going to give it to Matt. Excellent. Kevin, who do you have? Schnell. It's about that good-looking chin and those nice abs, and I think we all know the Disney prince, Danger Matt Schnell, is showing up. 
It's gonna make it eleven and four. Yeah. All right, all right. Kev. Barely weighs anything. Let's yeah. go to this next one. Mm-hmm. It is a bout between Pearl Gonzalez mm-hmm. versus Pollyanna Botelho. <gasps> Give me Pearl. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm not picking anyone else, Raph. It's me and Pearl for life. You're going with Pearl, huh? James, do you have some better insight? Well, I mean, she's got takedowns, but um, her opponent's going to come out lengthy. She's going to push the pace. She's good with Muay Thai. She's good with BJJ. So I think she's going to push the pace, keep the length on her, and she could TKO. I think I'm going to go with TKO. I'm not hating on the women, but you don't see a lot of knockouts. Uh, I, I hope I win Noted. so I can say Batel Ho no I won that one uh, I feel very good about that Kev let's keep this momentum going and I want to continue with noted woman hater uh, James over here <laughs> so it's a lightweight bout between Will Brooks and Nick Lentz James I guess. Mm, so Will Brooks um, I think he's got to win this one and, um, again, Nick Lentz is just a grappler. He's just a grinder grappler. It's not going to be enough to beat Will Brooks. Crushing. So much grappling hate, Kevin. So much grappling hate. I, it's as if he's evolve. trying to tell us he hates himself. That's all. <laughs> I guess yeah, we're just going to scroll right past how unathletic and talented Nick Lentz is. We'll call him a grappler <laughs> is the word we're going to use. All right. That sounds fun. I'm going to choose grinder. Uh, okay. I'm going to choose Will Brooks and I'm going to do it without insulting grapplers, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which some might say is a choice. Kevin. Just to, to be like Nick Lentz, high level grappler, maybe, maybe, but you know, you got to do it in the cage in, in a different way. Now, let me say this right now. Uh, normally, these things don't just come all the way through without some kind of wager. Now, because uh, we're all doing jiu-jitsu, which means we're all poor in some way, uh, there is no monetary bet that happens here, James. But, Kevin, what are some examples of bets that have happened on Over Under Kevin before? Most recently, I made a member of the grappling community that does interviews have to put on nail polish during his next on-screen. Um, scary. <laughs> what's uh, I do in the nail? Kevin process. got shoots for the hoop, man. I tell you what, <laughs> it was fun for me. <laughs> it's just highly unexpected. Um, what uh, what did I make TJ change his name to for the? Um, damn it, I'm trying to remember some of the Chicago uh, ones. Uh, Raph, but you made it the, uh, a whole pizza. Like an actual whole uh, Chicago deep dish pizza. Oh once. yes, 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 uh, yes. Because he he loads much it better as an idea. <laughs> yeah. And he had to talk he about why it's the best. Pizza. Kevin was like, "Ooh, I know your weakness." Yeah, I made him. Eat. It was TP Grant. I also made him change his Twitter handle to TP Can't during an entire live <laughs> tweeting of a UFC <laughs> event, which felt good. Uh, I had to change my profile picture a few times. Things like that. So. I'm not going to ask you this right now, James, but if I already give you a couple fights buffer, would you be able to come up with a bet wager in that amount of time? Maybe. 
I don't know. Well, the answer is the answer is yes. You have to do it. I'm, it's like a rule. I'm not a I'm not a degenerate. You know, this is my first time gambling. Um, oh God, I'm not used to your jazz cigarettes that you guys be smoking on this show. I think we're getting rope-a-doped. I can hear it in his voice. Yeah, I, I 100% like know. I've played enough poker tables to know when you've got a schemer on the line. It's fine. It's fine. Kev, why don't we give him his little time to scheme on his own okay. while I ask you who's going to win between John Moragna and Mugamid Biblioteca. <laughs> Uh, well done, Ref. That's great work. Um, I'm going to choose what the Electoral College chose, the Russian candidate, Magomed Bibliotov. 14-0, like his record. All right. James, what do you got for us? Yeah, I, I got to go with Kevin on this one. Um, the uh, I don't know how to say his name. I'll just call him Mog. Mog has that karate background, and I really like the way that the those types of guys can get in and out, and they control the distance much better than most people that just have that like Muay Thai style. And I think that's going to be a big thing to come, you know, with people that are really good at controlling the distance with the karate backgrounds. So I'll go with Mog. Okay, good to know. Uh, and I, I think as we go to this. I, I was going to say, I think if I lose this, I think it would be embarrassing enough to say I lost. Like, I I can make a post that says I lost to Kevin this purple belt. You'd think, but that's not embarrassing enough for me. (laughs) But for reals, though, if you did lose to him, I don't need the 50 people who follow you on Facebook. (laughs) To be getting your... (laughs) A little bit more stakes on this one. Passive aggressive messages. I'm just letting you know that, James. However, let's go to I'm, our next one. I am getting close to reaching my 5,000 mark, okay? Are you? Look at you. You're a big boy now. Oh, my goodness. It's all the shirtless I photos. It's probably that. <laughs> I didn't know that I was amidst actual jiu-jitsu celebrity here. Now you know. Now you know. It's just harder because I have a hat that says Internet Famous. And... I just want to let you know that I have a hat that says I'm internet famous. I don't know that that makes me internet famous, but wearing it. Oh, I thought you were going to say you're giving it to its rightful owner, me. Just send it in the mail. Um, I'll send you my address. (laughs) I'll tell you this right now before we go on, because we've we've got time. I'll just let you know this right now. Uh, My memes have done more than all of your career minus you playing possum guard. So play nice. When you're talking to the host, I'm not gonna lie. I love your interviews. That's the last nice thing I'll say. <laughs> you need to say any of that. That's just a well-stated fact. Let's go to a bantamweight fight, and it's between Tom Dukanoswai, which I believe is the uh, used formal usted of Espanol, versus Cody Staman. Jams, you first. Okay, so Cody. Cody, I think, is going to be able to wrestle him, and uh, he's got good boxing. Now, Tom is, I mean, if his defensive wrestling works out, he's got good Muay Thai, but I think Cody is going to be able to wrestle him down and control the match. I'm going to go with Cody on this one. Excellent. Let's go to our next, Kev. What do you got for us? My girlfriend is French. 
She was born in Paris. And while I'm not going to pick her in the fight, I do appreciate their statesman. And frankly, who's going to do more for STD education than the fire kid in this fight? I think Tom Desequinoy has to be my choice. Fire kid for me. Okay. Gentlemen, I believe... Better off with a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love this. I enjoy the trash talking that is happening right now. Gentlemen, we are at the lightweight bout. I believe it is an interim bout because for some strange reason, there's a bout that like it just doesn't get defended. Wait, like, what? Like, when would that happen? It's just weird, Kevin. Sometimes when you win a belt, you just kind of like don't defend it. <laughs> you say whatever the fuck you want. Floyd Mayweather is the current champion of this division, and I won't hear another word. <laughs> so I guess we're going to do this. Kevin, I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock. Who do you think is going to win in the lightweight interim whatever between Tony Ferguson and Kevin Lee? Kevin Lee's not backing down. The Motown phenom is coming with some aggression. He's coming with a little uh, less achiness, shall we say? Uh, I'm taking a spring-filled abs punch of the 25-year-old that I expect to maybe make some leaps here in this fight, and I'm uh, looking forward to seeing fight. I'm taking Kevin Lee, and the second big upset pick. Okay, interesting. Uh, James, <laughs> James literally made the very own uh-uh sound. Like I'm crazy. Yeah, Kevin Lee's um, he's good. Don't get me wrong. Um, he likes to control people. Um, he's powerful, but uh, Tony Ferguson is on another level, in my opinion. Um, he just makes people look bad nowadays. He's a beast. He's got cardio. He knows how to outwork people. And um, I think he's going to move around too much for Kevin to be able to control him. And, um, you know, I think Tony is one of the only guys that I would like to see fighting Connor with. Like, once he wins this, I think I want to see him fight Connor. But we'll see how that goes. I'm going to take Tony. What on about Khabib? What about Khabib? Khabib what can't about even Khabib? make 155, man. It's sad. Tony, like Tony Khabib, with his. Except what when about it's him? A, not a like holiday or he doesn't pull out. Then Khabib yeah. is probably the best person for him to fight on a day that's convenient to Khabib. Well, I don't care about Khabib because he doesn't do jujitsu. He's just a wrestler. And 10th Planet, uh, Tony Ferguson needs a title shot, in my opinion. I'm, I care about grapplers. I don't know about you guys. Here we go. Don't Some... you even turn this against what? us. I will stop this podcast right here. <laughs> we will turn it right around. Now. I will, I'm pulling it over. Kevin, yeah. I need time. Yeah, 20 seconds. I <laughs> need to know this about our good friend. James, James, whatever the fuck he goes by on a given day. If he can't spell it right. You know what it was, Kevin? Here's what I've deduced from our good friend, James. He couldn't buy a vowel on the Wheel of Fortune, so he's been stuck with just one. He was like, Jams? I'm short the ability, Pat, to buy another vowel, so I'm just Jams. Whatevs. I'm going to trade the A. But I guess what I'm saying to you is this. There is some inconsistencies happening with his line of argumentation. First, he hates grapplers. 
then he loves them. Kevin, I ask this to you. What's the deal with that? I know. I'm about to elect him president of the United States. One more transition away from a previously defined stance, and uh, I'm going to struggle. Though I also respect his gamesmanship, because like Juju Jitaka, it's like, you know, I've been trying to pass for 15 minutes, and now I'm going to try and heel hook you. So I could go either hey, you way. you got to evolve. And you got to evolve. You just got to. And I can I actually take a quick moment? I believe Jams from Topeka spelled it with a Z, so apologies. Apologies all. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Uh, James, do you have anything to respond to with any of that? I got nothing for any of that. I don't even know what he's talking about. <laughs> That's some Topeka, Kansas shit. <laughs> I like that now. You can tell we're getting to the end of the podcast because James, he's gone the full route of being like, I'm just a Southern boy. I may not know much about your fancy cities, but I'll tell you one thing. Kev definitely is a slow human being. Well said. All right. Uh, Well, we've gotten to this point now where I'm going to ask you what the bet is, but the way that we have tiebreakers for this is we say performance of the night and submission i'm sorry performances of the night and fight of the night so they used to have knockout and submission of the night no longer they usually give out two performances of the night and a fight of the night these are our tiebreakers so i will start with uh james on this one what do you think will be the two performances of the night Mm, so i would say fight of the night goes to tony ferguson and kevin lee and then I would say okay. performance of the night. If that's just like who's the most dominant, then that's going to be Demetrius Johnson versus Ray Borg. So okay, so for performances, they're just the individuals. So you're saying oh, DJ's going to pick up one? Give give out yeah, two DJ. Points. DJ's. I mean, I have a feeling he's just going to smash out Ray Borg. I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't try to be, you know, super cautious to because I mean he's going for a big win. I'm pretty sure he'll break a record if he wins this. So that alone, you know, with him breaking the record, I think he deserves something. But I think he'll be able to hopefully put out Ray Borg and get himself some extra cash. And then if not, I'd like to see Tony Ferguson get it. Because I I really think Tony's going to show out and make it just look like he's on another level. So you've got DJ as one of your performances of the night and Tony Ferguson as your second? Yes, sir. And fight of the night was... It's uh, um, fight of the night. And, uh, and yeah, Tony. fight of the night. I think Tony and Kevin. And Kevin, don't steal my picks. Don't worry. Just don't even worry. This is easy. Well, first, um, I'm going to go with Will Brooks as a choice. Then yeah. for my second performance of the night, Kevin Lee. Fight of the night, Verdum Lewis. Okay. All right. Now, here's the thing. James, we've given you time. We've allowed you the opportunity to think about who or what or how or why you would like for the bet. Do you have a bet in mind because we defer to the guest first? I have no idea, man. I have no clue. I gave you three fights to think about this. I I I thought it was bad enough to mention a loss to a purple belt. You know how hard that is for a guy like me? 
I don't like losing to purple belts, man. Well, then I have a lovely idea, Raph. Okay. For okay. a bet. I'll hear your idea. I'll hear your purple belt idea, sir. Thank you. Uh, two minutes on the other's belt as a genre. So if I win, I want a two-minute soliloquy on why purple belt's the best belt there is. Mm. And mm. if he wins, I'll do one on brown belt. I don't think either of us feel like that's true, which is why it's great to just have to give a quick two-minute convincing speech. I can do that. I mean, there's, Hold on. It's... Hold on. I have stakes that I would like to raise, Kevin. Okay. okay. This is important. We're not because trading. I don't have thing. that kind of skill, Raf. <laughs> That's. No, I, uh, I, I thought that first too. I love your idea, but I didn't think that was a good. You know. I just I wanted to say this because I think it's important. But did you hear at the beginning of this conversation? You know, Jam says that he gets up in front of a class and he teaches them. Don't you think he would have to recite that? to his class that he teaches oh that would be fantastic to get to see a quick two-minute on my purple belt mm-hmm. it's easily just Both easily classes or just my just HQ one no no okay. just one okay. we're not crazy <laughs> we just want to see it in front of one class quick hey i owe this to kevin here's why purple belt's the best nope, belt there is nope. you cannot you cannot say it is <laughs> no, just, I owe this to just right. a two-minute soliloquy on the purple belt there needs to be a video of it <laughs> Love it. There's, there's going to be some jealous blue belts, but I think I can do it. I think there's going to be some jealous blues, some jealous browns, but I can I can say something in class about purple belts. I'll I'll make it more about the color. <laughs> so Less I like this the... in turn, and I, in part, I'll do a two minute puff up video about why he's clearly going to win that division. Yeah, and no, you will. It's going to be cake. It's going to be cake. Puff up. Cake. I like this. Are, are we on an accord, gentlemen? We have an accord. Yes. I don't really care. Excellent. I'm not losing, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but for formalities, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, the fact that we could hear the shock and the awe in your voice when Kevin and I mentioned the idea of you having to say this in front of your class and the first thought in your brain was, well, the blue belt's Oh, geez, the blue belts aren't going to like me today. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they they are don't like when I group. show favoritism. They're dangerous. They're, they're sensitive and they're dangerous <laughs> as, as a group. <laughs> well, uh, James, I don't like how much I enjoy your company. Not for someone that had to play you aggressively in over-under. I look forward to uh, talking to you again post my victory. Yes. Yeah. Uh, James, just to to clarify, what we do as an extension of this is next week, about this time, we would love it if you would come back, watch the fights, tell us what you thought about the fights, and we will reveal on air who won this installment of Over Under Kevin. Yeah, sounds good. All right, great. And just in case people want to, you know, either follow along with your shindigs or pay for you to come on out to Worlds for whatever reason yeah, they or do. want to get or seminars, or privates, which you weirdly started when you were a blue belt, but whatever. Because people asked. It's so crazy to me. People have always been like, well, stay away from me with your one, tips. <laughs> so one get. thing that uh, was a big factor in that was the leg locks. Like For a while, I was really big on the back and the dars and stuff like that, but um, I actually tore my meniscus 
in like 2000, my first blue belt match, I got heel hooked in the gi. It was kind of bullshit, but it is what it is. So I tore my meniscus <laughs> and I had to focus on, uh, on leg locks and there weren't really leg locks around me in Oklahoma, you know? So like that was really where a lot of people wanted private lessons, blue, purple, and now brown. Now I know you mock the uh, heel hooks in the gi, but it's what Helio would have wanted. Happy birthday! Oh, I have no problem with it, but in competition, it was kind of cheap. I mean, I won the match, but he—I didn't know what was happening, you know. And in the gi, I'd never experienced a heel hook, and uh, it was illegal. But you know, I, it, the ref didn't see it. it. Is what it is. He popped my knee like ten times, and then I won the match. But you know, if well, winning was James, easy, losers like Kevin would do it all the time. I was just going to say, we're like kismet. I, that did happen to me in live training, uh, not a competition yeah. scene. And you know what? I did tap. <laughs> so, oh, well, yeah, see. That's still the still lost there. a meniscus to it. Definitely didn't win. No one won. So, And you were yeah. right on the money when you say uh, Kevin seems like one of those people. That is uh, 100% true. Kev does not discriminate in Dutch gi for heel hook or no heel hook. So just saying it was an old school uh, well, gym. Let's do this. We if, trained it. all. Well, if people are looking to get a hold of you, where can they do that, sir? Yeah. Again, um, at uh, Facebook jams, partridge, not James, but jams, J A M S. And then partridge spelled part Ridge P A R T R I D G E. And yeah, just shoot me a message. That'd probably be the best way to do it. Found him super easy. Fantastic. So, Jams <laughs> Partridge. Jams Partridge. Or Ridge yes. Part, if you give him a few minutes yep. to pick, he'll switch well, right around. A lot of people seem to call me Patridge. I don't I don't see how they get that, but it, it's been happening Oklahoma. a lot. Oklahoma is usually how they get that. It's the Oklahoma education system. I thought the R not was optional. Kidding. It's not? No, you have to people, put it in? These are people outside of Oklahoma. <laughs> Everybody here knows me. Everybody. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know Everybody. You. Oklahoma <laughs> famous. I'm just internet famous, which is not at all anything different. Hey, listen, uh, James, uh, on a very real note, you're a very nice person. Uh, you always have uh, super funny insights. And, uh, you know, you, you're somebody who's, uh, I'm not going to say and put you down blast, but you had a vacation out here and you didn't come up and train. So, man, I just want our viewers to know that. That's all. I, uh, I I travel around with the wife, and sometimes she lets me go train places, and sometimes she's like, it's not about training today, it's about me. I, I really hate having balance, because I want to be the best in the world, but I am married now, so I have to try to figure out how to be a good husband. It's weird. Mm. But with that, do you mind if I say thank you to a few people while I'm on? Please. Absolutely. Yeah. You can do that. We're okay. going to charge you per person you mentioned, but go on. Moment. So first, obviously, I got to thank my wife. Um, you know, she supports me through all this. And uh, I know it's not easy because I am obsessed with jujitsu. Like whenever we, whenever you said I broke it down pretty well, Marina hates when people bring up jujitsu because I will talk for hours and hours and most people are not that into it. But Thank you to Marina. And then, um, you know, I made that post today. So thank you for having me on. And uh, on that post, I got to thank Beau Montier from Alvarez. He's going to go ahead and donate $100. Uh, 
um, Omar French from Omar French BJJ. He's going to give me some money as well. Um, Thomas Williams from uh, Balanced Bodies. Christian Durr of Clinch. Jeremy Vargas of Remy Chop Shop. Uh, Paul Harjo. And Jeremy Andrews, he's actually going to pay for my whole plane ticket. Um, no way. Hooking it up. And, Wait, uh, then why are we you hoping everybody to? at Triton Fight Center. Thank you to all my teammates and everybody in the Nogi squad. And um, I'm also trying to look for a Fight to Win Pro Denver title match. If, uh, if I can find the right dance partner, Seth and I are talking about it. In um, Denver, One of my say? teammates, Hunter Colvin. What's up? In Denver, you say? Yeah, I, I love it up there in Denver. I travel there pretty re- frequently, and I want to get the title shot up there. We just don't quite know who to match me up with yet, so it might not happen, but I'm I'm hopeful. My uh, my teammate, Hunter Colvin, we're trying to also get him up there so he can defend his title. He just won the 185 Brown Belt Nogi title here in Tulsa, and um hoping that we can get him out there on that card and get me out there on that card as well. So we well, that'd be see. fun, that and for that. whatever reason, Kevin and I might be in the same vicinity around that time for some strange reason. Oh, I don't know what. Yeah. Kev, what do you think it would be? What What's the thing that brings us together? The passion for living in Denver. You just like to visit it. Oh, oh yeah, no. the five-year of the podcast. Yeah, the... there's a possibility. We'll see. So, so anyway, we don't want to get too Maybe much I'll into see that. You guys out there. Yeah. Probably not. Probably good chance we won't in your path anyway listen james we look forward to seeing you back on the show next week if you guys want to get in contact with them very very good knowledge and execution of jujitsu and uh, a good friend of ours so thank you very much sir we enjoyed having you on thank you guys thank you guys a lot rap you know that ace ventura when nature calls portion when he has to go fight that tiny guy that gets out of the backpack with the spears yes okay that's how i think it would go if i had to fight james bartridge (laughs) i think i would get out all like got this and then very quickly be like ah it's staring at my leg because i don't know where he went or what happened but that, it would be a lot of attacks to your leg that you would be very confused as to what to do. That sounds like exactly what happened in When Nature Calls. I'm going to keep mm-hmm. saying the title because we were like, I don't remember that movie. Uh, I feel good about the decision, and I feel like I've won the match. So this is mine. Um, I think that's a little early. I don't think that's happened yet, man. I chose a lot of grapplers. I know that's not his style, <laughs> but it's time for us to roll into the outskirts of 250 i want to thank you sir for some unbelievable interviews some pretty exquisite exquisite condescensional tones and faces though i kind of like exquisite which is a combination of that and quidditch (laughs) and any combination of quidditch and whatever is is perfect for me in fact, I don't think there was enough grappling in Harry Potter. There, I said it. I, I just could have used a scotch more grappling in the series. Raph, 250 episodes. 
were on season seven, if this is an NBC sitcom <laughs> in the 90s, <laughs> we're, we're rounding all the way to West Wing territory, it's season us 10. Us and Caroline in the city, everybody. That's it. It's just Law and Order, Criminal Minds, 17 other versions of Law and Order, and us. That's all it is. Left on the on the docket. So it's a great sign out for 250. It's been a lot of fun ready to uh get cracking on the next 250. That's where I stand. Well, thank you, Kevin. That's very nice of you. Uh I've learned a lot in my 250 episodes. I not I've from learned... my experience. You've learned one to three things. And it's mostly about just working <laughs> oh, wow. a lot more. <laughs> That's all oh, I've God. seen. Yeah. What are the other two? You tell me what I've learned, Kevin. I I can't. I that memes are good and putting your name okay. on it is important, otherwise they get stolen. <laughs> <laughs> is that two and three or just two? That's one and two. Uh three is that you like to grapple and I'm pissed off that you don't get you just never take a break. You just roll right through it. Yeah, it's probably my detriment though. I think you have been injured. Right. I think you have torn an ACL. You're just like, meh. Next year. It's very possible that I tore it and I thought the only prescription for this is more cowbell. <laughs> more defense. So I, I just kept doing it. I, I, I just got to learn the defense for that move and then it won't be a problem. That would be a super funny solution to heel hooks. Absolutely. And you know what the nice part is, Kev? When you do 250 episodes, as if you haven't done them too, uh, Although I guess you know what's weird. I guess I've never thought of this. There are a couple episodes you're, you're like missing three from. ahead. Love... Yeah, I'm only at like yeah. two forty seven or something. Shit, I don't think you can celebrate with me. I think nope. only I can celebrate two fifty. Your achievement and your achievement alone. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a great episode for me so far. Um, <laughs> I just want to say thank you to everybody who wasn't Kevin, who's been with me here for all two fifty. <laughs> you're the heroes. You're the real heroes. Um, I don't know, man. You know what's really nice about doing this show is you think of something at the very beginning of the day, and then you can say it. And again, if you live through the very beginning portion of this podcast, you heard us talk about gun control, pro wrestling, and maybe just a little bit about fantasy football. And I know that you can go listen to other podcasts that might stay on topic, but fuck those guys. And second of all, if you listen to like, what is it? Uh, what's the one with the girls where they app about like uh, the murders? My preferred murder. murder? My preferred <laughs> I prefer my preferred murder. It's uh, <laughs> my afterthought murder. No, my favorite murder. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that is my favorite murder. My favorite thing about that show is bitching about how they don't get to being on topic for like nine years. They spend most of their time just getting there and doing everything but the murder. And then at the very end, they're like, oh, we should oh, talk murder. about a murder. Whereas yeah. at the very least, we're a little bit more on topic. So give us that much credit. Uh, but you know what's always fun is checking in with Kevin every week and finding out what is new in his world. And when we get to do this, it is always a blast for us to – uh, combine both of our passions for grappling and talk with you guys, have a nice extended conversation that lasts on social media for Jesus. There are episodes that we did five years ago that people are just listening to now. Five years. Yeah. We'll be like, hey, excuse me, Raph, what did you say in episode six? And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? 
<laughs> Kevin, did you know you were an asshole five years ago? It's like, to my defense, I did know that. Yes. <laughs> and don't think that we don't have people message us and ask us to be accountable for things that happened on episodes six months ago, nine months ago, 15 months ago. It happens. I don't so. blame them so much as I do blame our youthful bravado. Absolutely. And you know what, Kevin? We haven't aged a day since day one. Not by my not by my count. Well, I mean, I, I essentially look the same. I'm timeless. You but um, <laughs> no, I, but I look I'm like I'm like six years, thing. seven years older. You look like you're two years younger. It's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I don't like this at all. <laughs> It's the beauty of, you know, I hit my peak real, real early as a kid. I have looked the exact same since I've been 13, only facial hair. But anyway, I guess what our thanks is, Kevin, are we thanking the people? And then do we get to shout outs? Is that how this works? Who else do we thank besides right. the people? Thank, thank you, Yokels, for listening to us and making us who we are. And you're responsible when we suck, but you're also kind of responsible when we're great. So thanks. Yeah. What's wrong with you? I mean, let's let's what talk that out. Let's you? spend a little bit of time over the next week. Hashtag what's wrong with you? Verbal tap turns two fifty. Either way, like there's plenty. You're gonna get a raff mailer. That should confuse you. You're like, wait, what? there's print mail. Oh We've ordered T-shirts. Everything's changing. Nothing's gonna be the same. We're oh. going corporate. Pepsi over everything. Raff. And neither of us are Pepsi people, but they decided to write a check, right? Good. I, um, no, no, that's not right. They were until they listened to an episode. So we no lost Pepsi, but everybody still stay tuned. It's time. Hey, but you know a sponsor that never lets us down, Kevin? Who? KO Sports Gear. KO Sports Gear would never. They have the Magic Dragon Gear. You can't let people down when you have a blazer for a gi. And here's the thing. You guys can get it at a good price. Kevin, how do they do that? Just go to KOSportsGear.com. I'm actually staring currently at the link. Plug in Verbal Tap. Get your discount. You can get a cheap, fantastic, well-designed gi that I have already washed. You're going to lose a little shrinkage. Just on the gi top, not on the gi punch. So I would say maybe order, like, if you're on the border, order a scotch higher if you're not, you'll be fine. You already know who you are. Um, but I think that's something to consider, and it's an easy – and not. we're not talking a lot of shrinkage, just a little bit in terms of uh, I always dry the first time, get it out. Do us all a solid and, like, say the word shrinkage, like, nine times less. You couldn't be more astute. Thanks for the feedback. See, at 250, mm-hmm. I'm still learning, too. Yes, <laughs> but the fucking gear looks amazing. And it is extremely comfortable. And that's the part that I really, I mean, those are, when I'm training, that's all I I look for is first looks, second comfort. And you better get that order right. By the way, it's not the other way around. I'm not like, is this comfortable and functional? I'm like, how's it look? Perfect. I can't move. Uh, So if you said great, I would keep it on. But you said okay, so I'm going to change it. No, this is one that's going to look great and you can move, which is nice. I would wear a suit of armor, Raph, tomorrow if I thought <laughs> if I thought people would be down. Wow. Hey, everybody, <laughs> let's tone down the heel hooks by moving 15 miles an hour slower. That's not a terrible, it's not a terrible schema. 
It's time for some shout-outs for us here at Verbal Tap. MMA Comedy Podcast. I want to start. We've got Shanji coming in December. Will and Hannah are fighting at the Charlotte Open this weekend. IBJJF. Jubera Jiu-Jitsu's got a lot going on. Raph, real moment for me. Ashley mm. Smashley is headed to KCBJJ. She's moving Uh-oh. to Kansas. Wow. Yeah, and more so, she's decided to train with those fuckholes. Jason hmm. Bircher. <laughs> Travis Conley. I mean, I guess if you're into people that succeed and train on a national stage, that's fun. But I'm not. Carlos, who's a secret assassin. You know, I think she'll be fine, but at what cost? And that's that. That's her jujitsu training. She's gonna run what in. A send off, by the way. <laughs> I like making no, fun not. of her choice and everyone I know at KCBJJ, which there's at least ten of them that listen per episode, give or take. Okay. Yeah, I was Good. talking shit on your instructor and one of your top black belts. You tell him I said it. You say Kevin Phillips. But more importantly, he was spurred on by Rafa Sparza. Mention that second part. Mostly Kevin Phillips. Mostly. And that's going to do it for me over on the Jibera KCBJJ side. Raf. Let us start with a shout out to the Los Angeles Jiu-Jitsu Club. LAJJC. So here's some great news, guys. Every morning at 8 a.m., we are working on a new thing each week. So this week over at the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club, we're working a little bit of wrestling. So what we're doing is for 30 minutes at the top of our 8 a.m. session, we work a little bit of wrestling. Next week, it's going to be something else. The following week, something else. It's all a part of a world camp that we are doing for Nogi that happens, I believe, sometime in December. So if you guys want to be a part of that, Get in contact with myself or Eric Medina or Joey House. And by the way, if you guys really want good privates, hit up those two because I have noticed significant changes in my game thanks to both Eric and Joey. And uh, Joey has been working specifically with me on a couple things. And uh, one of my favorite things that you could do when you work with somebody is surprise them with the moves that they taught you. So Joey was like, ah, shit, where would you learn this from? And I was like, you, you idiot. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm not saying they're the sharpest tools in the shed, but they do help you get better at jujitsu. So get excited for that. Uh, I also want to send a shout out to Valley Martial Arts Center. It's been some great stuff going on down that way. Uh, Everybody's been superb. And um, let's see. We've had some, you know, some nice promotions come up. So congratulations to everybody. Got some nice promotions. Uh, I believe there's a tournament coming up, you guys, if you're looking for a tournament, and I don't know that you are, but for whites and blue belts, and let's be specific, not just white people, like white belts, white belts and blue belts, there is a tournament, I believe, December 10th at Valley Martial Arts Center. You can look up more information at valleybjj.com, or is it, wait, uh uh-oh, that's not right, valleymac.com, yes, valleymac. I knew it was one of those two. Uh, go look up more information. You guys can sign up. We make it affordable for all to participate. So get on on that if you guys are looking for some great competition. And uh, I guess I want to say thank you to everybody who's made it a stellar week. Uh, 
it was kind of weird not to have any jujitsu or MMA happen over the weekend. I mean, we had some jujitsu, you know, submission underground and some other stuff. But uh, we're happy to see some UFC. And then my my flights and my stuff is starting to book up. And I'm not saying where I will or will not be, but there may be some appearances at some grappling events or two. And I have to say I'm very excited to see that Long Beach is getting – the jiu-jitsu powerhouse known as ADCC come 2019, which, by the way, is pushing back a super fight between myself and Kevin. So, sorry, guys. Give and take. <laughs> People are like, I don't give a shit at all. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, that's give and take? Okay. <laughs> I will say, Kevin, the 20 listeners, that was really, really like, they are, they're crushing their pen. God they're damn it. Angry. Hey. They were like, we'll we could have had finality there. We'll see. But Kevin and I are only doing money fights now, so. If I stay healthy, I'll be at the trials, and I'm going to lose at them. But if I'm healthy, I'll be there. (laughs) And I think that, my friends, is going to do it for me. That'll do it for us here tonight, Verbal Tap 250. I'm Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night, and happy 250. Have a good 250. Sounds more sexy. No, I'm not Oh, Jesus. Have a good 250. Are we at Christmas? Have yourself a merry 250. Now, okay.